Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley. How you doing, Matt? Man, I'm doing good. I'm uh, walking the dog and chewing on a pawpaw in the backyard, so can't complain too much. Yeah, there you go, and you were on the water today, so it really doesn't get a whole lot better than that. No, no, I think that's what everybody should be doing in September, but um, I guess who am I to judge on that? Um it's uh it's it's definitely been a been a, a good solid couple of weeks here. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because it looks like at least in the southeast we're dry, right? But we're getting the temperatures we want. And I mean I'm I'm hopeful we're gonna get some rain, but I know we were talking before we started recording that, you know, it's becoming challenging because you've got kind of unusually low water for this time of year. Yeah. Um you know, I wouldn't necessarily say unusually low. It's it's pretty seasonal. Um, but uh, the, it's, it's been pretty statically low and we really have basically no rain in the forecast, um, sun every day for the next couple of weeks with maybe a little exception here and there, but, um, yeah, we, we could definitely use it, but we're, uh, we're trucking along. I'm not complaining too much. Yeah. So I guess the big trick with no rain, you don't, it's not, you know, better levels and no stain in the water either, but you were telling me it makes for killer bug fishing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, we only have a, our temps have nose dived a little bit. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago we were still in the, the low to mid eighties for water temps in the middle end of the day. And we've been starting out, we started this morning out at about 68 degrees and we're getting up to like the low, maybe mid seventies, depending on uh, where you are. But, uh, and that's, that's pretty chilly. That means that the mornings, um, mornings are a little bit, a little bit cold. I mean, it was like 48 degrees and I left my house this morning. Um, but, uh, like you said, you know, sun on the water helps that. Um, and the, the bug fishing has been, has been real good, um, which is a good thing because with that low and clearer water, it's pretty tough to sell them anything else in the middle of the day when the sun's on them. Yeah. And I would imagine too, right. I guess, you know, when, when it's not full blown sun, probably the bait fish bites pretty decent, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the, I t- talk to people about this just about every day for the last week or so, the, the two ways that I kind of look at cold, uh, you know, kind of shock fish is, is you, you can, and I, I reckon this goes for just about any time, but, um, you, you can either go finesse, um, which in, in my case and smallmouth cases is, is bug fishing. Um, or you can go, you know, just really aggressive, um, big poppers making a lot of noise, um, that kind of thing. It, it, when the water's real low and slow, um, it just bores me to no end to, to just drag crayfish on the bottom because you really are just fishing spots if there's not a whole lot of current, it's not moving the fly down the river. Um, you can pull that out in some pockets and, and wedges and stuff like that and make things happen, but, um, for the most part, you know, I might have somebody kind of test the waters with an aggressive approach and then somebody stay on the the bug train and see what happens. And it, uh, it can be kind of 50, 50, 
in the morning um i'm always just looking for an excuse to to get back on the the bug program this time of year and um like we were kind of talking about before this uh this late summer has been a little bit delayed it seems like um the uh bugs that i should say the cicadas um are really what i'm talking about this time of year they've been up in the trees for you know better better part of two three months just buzzing away and um normally it's within about a week of the first of september where i start seeing them actually on the water dead or, or dying and then you know, there'll be a couple of days, usually in early September, where they're spitting them up. The fish are spitting them up when you're, you know, pulling them into the boat. And it's it's just real obvious that that's kind of a primary foraging event. But those suckers are still up there. They're still buzzing. Um, I've seen exactly one in a fish's mouth, and that was last Friday. So it helps for the for the finesse approach when things are still cold to have that that you know pretty large um forage base still there and and coming because that means that even though the water temp's pretty chilly um those, those bugs are actually going to be there on the surface and they, they'll be looking for them and the nice thing about the bug you know it's fairly versatile in terms of performing really well when water temps are pretty high because it's a really efficient way for them to feed. But it also works pretty well, um, particularly when that forage base is very present, um, when the water's a little on the cooler side, especially when the water's low and clear, because you really don't have to move it. Um, and the sales pitch is, is basically the splat. And then the fish, you know, kind of making sure it looks buggy and, and sucking it in. So, I'll say this morning we kind of split the the approaches 50-50 in the boat. And, uh, you know, first fish of the day was like an almost 19-inch fish that, that ate a bug in 68-degree water. So um, when it was 74, you know, the evening before. And I think this morning was our coolest water temp and, and over, you know, a couple of weeks. So take that for what it's worth, but that's kind of how I look at it. Uh, got it. And have you been able to do any musky uh, prospecting or are you just doing musky booking? Uh, <laughs> musky booking and musky dreaming, I guess. Um, it's, uh, man, whenever things start getting cooler, especially since I've been smallmouth fishing for like eight months now, um, I, uh, I start thinking about some of those other fall wintertime things that, man, I'm full up on smallmouth trips, so that's maybe three to four weeks um with with a couple of exceptions and then we'll we'll get on the musky program but i definitely have booked a lot of those days and and am continuing to book them so um definitely looking forward to switching gears here and you know four three four weeks to a month yeah, well there you go well i've got a musky question for you from brenner and he wanted to get your thoughts on uh fly color combos for the fall that is a good question and i would i would define fall or interpret fall in terms of water conditions because that's that's really probably where you know color selection is gonna gonna um matter you know relative uh, 
more so than just the the calendar season. But for the most part, you know, ball is going to be low and clear potentially, unless you know the the dream is to get a bunch of rain, you know, in October sometime and have the rivers fairly full, and and that makes things better for selling fish big flies but for the most part it's usually going to be pretty low and clear um if you have days with sun which we usually have a lot of in october because it's a pretty historically low rainfall month around here unless we get a hurricane um i i tend to go pretty natural so that means you know black or white um are just you know pretty year-round staple colors for me and then when I say natural, I mean anything that that imitates a, a sucker species pretty specifically or pretty pretty closely. Um, and that, you know, talking about hog suckers that are, you know, brown, gold, black, tan, olive, that kind of that kind of color scheme. Um, and then, you know, if you have red horse or or um, you know, fall fish or something like that. You maybe work some like grays and tans and oranges and reds in there too. Um, that's, uh, that's how I tend to run things. One thing that, um, is worth thinking about is, is leaves. Cause that will absolutely be uh, a factor in the month of October and, and maybe early November, probably early November. Um, if, if there's just a ton of leaves in the water, um, I, I sometimes think about like those blacks and whites. I, I, you know, see a little bit more leader time just because they're not tan or yellow or orange or the color of all the leaves swirling around in the eddies and, and slack water spots. And, and, uh, you know, that, uh, that, that'll help you maybe a little bit and, and maybe the fish find those flies a little bit better too. So. That's that's how I would think about it. Uh, got it. And you know, folks, we love questions at the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us or you can DM us on social media, whatever is easiest for you. And if we use your question, I will send you some Articulate Fly swag. We're going to enter a drawing for some cool stuff from Matt at the end of the season. And uh, Matt, before I let you go, and I think the last time I was supposed to ask you if you've got all your show schedule figured out, right? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. You were, um, I believe. Well, I know that I am not going to um, Doswell this year. Um, it's a great show. I just have basically two weeks surrounding that that weekend booked. Um, and I may be I may be headed to Cincinnati for a show um, that I have not been to, but um, I think it's a potentially a good market for me. I, I know a few people up there and, and they certainly get down with some warm water, um, warm water fishing. Um, so I may be doing that one and then that is really it. Otherwise we're just hanging around and fishing and maybe sleeping a little bit. Oh, there you go. Uh, that sounds horrible. Um, I know there, <laughs> I know there are a lot of folks, uh, like I know like the tuck fly shop guys and I know Ian and charity rudder go up to that Cincinnati show. So I know it's really a popular place for kind of Southwest Virginia, East Tennessee people to kind of pull people down in our neck of the woods. It's, it's not very far. And, uh, you know, where, where I, 
live and, and fish is really closer to a lot of other places, a lot of other states than than kind of the key uh, population centers in Virginia. You know, um, I have I have a, a several folks that come from Birmingham, Alabama, and as crazy as it sounds, that's about four and a half to five hours from me. So there's uh, other places to be explored for sure. Yeah, well, there you go. And before I let you hop, you want to let folks know where they can find you so they can book you and fish with you? Sure. Yeah, the uh, website is com, And there is my email phone number on there, um, social media channels. Feel free to reach out however you feel best. And uh, even if you just want to, you know, pick my brain or talk about what you might potentially be interested in, um, it might take me a week to get back to you, but I will certainly send you several paragraphs of response probably. Uh, well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, you know, like I think if we get some water, I think we're going to have a really good trout season in the southeast and you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Matt. Thanks, Marvin. Thanks, Marvin.